morning, good evening and good night. I I definitely need to apologise. Um, I've got a, a bit of a tight chest today and a sore throat. So. Um, sorry if I sound unusual. Um, and I have probably gone and made about three or four starts of a, a podcast and then failed. Um, failed because I've been interrupted or failed because I've got too emotional so I am really sorry that I haven't uploaded one. Um, my daughter's still out of education so life is extremely busy trying to sort that out and then my youngest is back in education and has four weeks left before, I don't know if he's study leave now actually because um, they're not doing the exams in the typical sense, are they? But yeah, it's been a very, very hectic period, so I am really sorry. And like I say, I have four starts, about, about four or five minutes each, so maybe one day I'll put them up as a um, outtake situation. I've actually just come out in the car because I haven't slept. Um, I've taken my youngest to school and I've actually pulled up in a lay-by to try and get 10 minutes peace. I can't be the only mum that does that. Um, <laughs> surely not. But I was just thinking, I really need to just take five or 10 minutes to myself and it, it's quite therapeutic to do this at the same time. So I hope everybody's keeping okay. Life seems to be kind of getting back to some normality and um, all feels very strange in truth. And I've got a really busy period because I'm a candidate for a local election. Um, my friend actually said yesterday <laughs> about how busy people make themselves busier um <coughs> i'm sorry and that's the truth i think we do don't we um i don't know why i do it to myself i was laid in bed about three days ago and i said to mark um do you think i'll ever get to a point where something doesn't frustrate me that's unjust and i can just kind of let it ride on the wave past me and the worst thing was his answer was no I just sometimes wish I could be one of them people that just lets something go. I just wish I, I was one of those people that was happy with a quiet life and didn't have to be the crusader of, of what is fair and what is right all the time because that really frustrates me. It frustrates me because it, it just makes life heavy, I guess. I know there's a reason for it, and I'm not, you know, that's just the way I'm built, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was a question I asked the other day, interestingly, and I didn't get the answer I wanted. And that came because um, I've got a pile of correspondence that I need to, de I need to deal with. Um, and at the moment, one of my frustrations is constantly challenging society's expectations on judging everybody with the same kind of sweep um, 
I saw something the other day which was really interesting and it says social uh, socialist ableism is illegal but yet it's so socially accepted and that's the truth um, we all live and I will be guilty of it as well we all live within a remit that we allow ableism um, and as a disabled woman with children um, who have additional needs that frustrates me I I constantly have to rewind myself and 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 this is another thing I've um, I've cried too many tears this week of frustration anger and despondency but I've also had friends that have done the same um, and family I probably deal most weeks with the lion's share will be around SEND challenges um, and I'm really good at catching it if it's for somebody else when it's for me personally I question it but we also question it when we're questioning services so three times this week I've had three or four maybe actually definitely three I've had friends or um, parents message me and say am I justified in this and then I went to uh, a meeting on Tuesday and I think it's in a, particularly in women that we apologise for either having an opinion or questioning or challenging and the lady who was running the meeting she was a breath of fresh air because she said to one of the ladies stop apologising you have every right to question if something doesn't fit right or you're not fully understanding yet it's built in us to apologise for questioning I'm pretty sure men never do that but the people who apologise most or who question the most is parents with children with additional needs and it is it's particularly exhausting for us because we question what we know we question what we're the experts in um, and it's fine because we've always got our peer support that says, no, you are fine, you are okay to question. And then this week, um, we had an appointment for my eldest and I was talking to um, the person who was who was with the, in the appointment with us, who happens to have a child with an, with an additional need, a disability, a physical disability. Um, and we just obviously got talking because I'm a wheelchair user. And again, I said, we've ended up becoming a very um, ableist society with ableist attitudes. But that's because our systems are focused on the medical model of disability and not the social model. So I constantly try to catch myself and, and I don't want to say, well, it is questioning, but, but checking that we are using the social model. We're definitely not there on the wider scale. But when I went for my wheelchair assessment, um, the lady who did the assessment was amazing. And she said to me, um, um, I'm using her a lot today, but I think it's because I'm struggling to catch my words and not because of a stutter for once. So that's great, isn't it? 
I, um, the ladies that did the assessment said, so how does your day go? So I was in a particular, I think I'd just been in hospital for about four weeks, bed bound, I couldn't walk, I couldn't wait bed. And I was telling her that I, they've got me home, but I had to choose. She said, would you go make a cup of tea? And I said, oh gosh, no, it's far too exhausting. I saved my energy and I conserved my energy to go to the toilet. So she said, so a wheelchair would enable you to do both. Not only would you have to go, you know, have to use it for what you have to do, sorry. You could use it for something that you wanted to do. And I said, well, yeah. And this last couple of weeks, I've, I've kept that in mind. So when I have to do things, which is something I've chosen to do, but ultimately it's something that, you know, is part of what I've chosen to do. My wheelchair enables that and it enables me later on to do something that I want to do. So on Sunday I was out and about campaigning um, in my wheelchair, obviously, and in the afternoon, if I didn't have the wheelchair, uh, well, I would normally have to stop constantly to sit down or rest or lean or perch. But um, what it meant was on Sunday afternoon, after I'd done what I needed to do, I could then go out and we went into town and we had a cup of coffee. Again, I was in the chair, but I wasn't exhausted. I actually enjoyed being there. I, I, I'll just share a memory with you. Um, as a mum, we always come second. So a few years ago, I was having um, a particularly difficult time, not with my joints, because if my joints are giving me a bit of a let up, it tends to be something else. So at this point, it was my lungs. And I'd kept being admitted into hospital. Oh, it wasn't my lungs, actually, it was my heart. Um, I've just remembered that, and my lungs, actually, but that was a secondary thing. Um, my husband had rung the ambulance early in the morning again. They, they'd found something wrong with my bloods and with my heart tracing, so they admitted me into A&E. They found, again, they found something, but didn't need to keep me in, and they, they'd kind of got things under control enough to... I think it was... Yeah, it was a Saturday. They'd got things under control enough to be able to let me go home, but bring me back in the day after, no, the Monday, sorry, for some further tests, which was fine. And I felt absolute pants. But when you've got, you know, chronic pain and chronic illnesses, that's not unusual. But I felt a little bit worse than usual. And I got sent home. Um, we just managed to get home and we had tickets for a show in Leeds. So we was going to get the train, but we couldn't. So um, I can't remember actually now if we'd managed to get a lift or something, but we managed to get to the show. Um, I was in my wheelchair and we managed to watch the show. I think I spent most of the show asleep. Um, and then we went for something to eat after. And you know, you plaster a, a fake smile up on your face. I had the kids with me and the kids were quite young at this point. And they had a brilliant day. They, they loved, I think we went to your sushi where the little um, conveyor belt with food and it was, you know, it was real exciting and I still remember it to this day. Gets home the next morning, or middle of the night I think it was, 
about three, four in the morning. I woke up and I couldn't breathe again. So we ringed an ambulance. I was admitted again, taken into hospital. Um, this point though, the pain wasn't subsiding. And I remember saying to Mark, do not let them discharge me. If they discharge me, um, I won't make it, which does sound really dramatic. And I think it's because I was young, my body was really good at, at I don't want to say faking it, but hiding things. Plus, uh, the treatment plan that I'm on means I do not exhibit the same warning signs and symptoms that other people would. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I ended up in high dependency, um, ICU, and on a CPAP machine. I, sorry, I wasn't in ICU because they didn't have a bed. I was in high dependency and I was I, I was allocated an ICU nurse. And interestingly, I went to a show in the midst of it because that's what I thought I should do as a mum. You continue, don't you? So I think, I don't even know why I started telling you that. Oh, sorry, I know, I know, I'm back on track. I was telling you because my wheelchair enabled me to continue in what was my mind being a parent um, and doing what I needed to do. <laughs> Whilst really I should have been in the hospital. <laughs> I ended up in hospital for about five weeks at that point and yeah, I was, I was quite poorly. Um, but that's what you do when you're a parent, don't you? You kind of keep pushing on. So, yeah, I just, I just want to apologise for how long it's been. I know this probably isn't much, but I want to start, this podcast is to start you and me using that check-in. Am I, you know, am I being inclusive? Am I pushing myself when I don't need to? Do I need to push society's expectation of for, of me? And I deserve more. Because I've got a lot of friends who, who have got similar conditions to me. And I know that we will always be the ones to adapt first because that's the way it is when you're, you're disabled or you've got an additional need. In the first instance, you're the one that's been expected, that is expected to adapt. So... I kind of want to offer you some empowerment in the hope that you will start pushing back and refusing to be the one that always has to adapt because you shouldn't need to be. There needs to be more of a fair balance. And that's it for today, folks. Thank you for listening. And and this will probably start to be a common thread because I am going to be more aware. Awareness is key and I'm going to constantly start checking in. I hope you are all keeping safe and managing in the crazy times that we're in now. Wow, can you imagine 10 years from now? This will all seem like a dream, won't it? Sorry for the very odd voice. (laughs) Um, And again, thanks for everybody's support. Thanks for listening. Take care and I shall catch up with you soon. Bye-bye.